if you know me, my gifting is not building. Um, you don't want me to build anything. In fact, I, I told Jared last night, I said, I said, I can't even get my um, windshield wipers off, so he's going to help me do that today. So that's not my gifting. But God has people, and if you feel led, there are folk trying to raise money to go on this trip. If you want to go on this trip, you're more than welcome to go. Um, uh, you don't have to have a specific. I went the last time, and um, you, they didn't let me build anything, but I carried stuff. You know, and stuff like that. So you're more than welcome to go. Um, very, very, very important. If you want to open your Bibles this morning to Jeremiah, I, um, I, I, I've really struggled to, to understand what to call this um, passage of, of Scripture. It, it's a sermon that basically is about hope. And I want you to hear from the beginning, before I read the Scripture, before I, I get into this whole thing, no matter where you may be in your life, no matter how good things may be, no matter how bad things may be, no matter what kind of struggle you may be having, no matter what, I want you to understand, there's always hope. There's always hope. I'm going to keep saying it until somebody says amen. There's always hope. Okay? I want you to get that. I want you to understand that. Too often people say, well, I got myself into this mess I've got to get myself out of this mess. I want you to understand something. God loves you so much, it doesn't matter to him whether you made the mess or not. He still loves you, and he will give you whatever you need to get out of this mess. Amen. I want you to get that. There are so many hurting people, and there are so many, how do I say, stupid theologians. There are so many People who don't know God's word and don't understand, telling them things that, that aren't true. I want you to get this. God loved you. God always has loved you. God always will love you no matter what. I want you to get that. I want you to understand that. That doesn't mean he's not going to discipline you. See, I hear a lot of people that, well, you know, if God really loved me, he wouldn't have allowed that to happen. No, 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 no. That's life. That's reality, okay? You know, if God really loved me, you know, you've, you've finished the sentence. No, God loves you. And no matter where you are, he knows where you are. And his grace and his love and his power are sufficient for you no matter where you are or no matter how you got there. Amen. And I want you to get that. I want you to hear that. I want you to understand that. Because there are going to be times in our lives when we're going to do knucklehead things. How come ain't nobody saying amen to that one? <laughs> We've all done them. We will do them. We will do things. I want you to understand it. There are going to be times in our lives when other people will do things to us. And we're like, what was that all about? There are going to be circumstances and situations. There are going to be sicknesses. There are going to be things that happen in our lives that we don't really understand. You know? But I want you to get this. God Almighty, 
who created everything that there is in this universe loves you and at the proper appropriate time will provide for you everything you could ever need for the situation you are in. Okay? The situation the Jews are in when we get into this passage of Scripture is they had sinned and they came back. They had sinned and they came back. They had sinned. And they came back. You ever heard of that story? You know? And, and every, the sad part is, every time things were okay, they went back and started worshiping other gods. Right? They just couldn't get their act together unless something really bad was happening. Aren't you so thankful we're never like that? Huh? Aren't you? But the bottom line is they just couldn't. Well, over and over and over, they decided not to worship creator Jehovah God. They decided to worship the gods of their own making. Finally, God said, okay, I've had enough. Now understand, as a parent, are you listening? As a parent, there comes times when you've seen enough. And let me help you with something. You disciplining your, your children is not a lack of love. It is love. I'm going to say that in our society because I see parents really struggling with this discipline thing. Okay? Well, I can't discipline my child. They'll come get me. Well, if they come get you for disciplining your children, we'll go get them. This is ridiculous. And a lot of people, they really struggle with that. You know, I can't, I can't spank my child's behind. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Somebody say amen. You know, the bottom line is it's okay. By the law, it's okay. You know, there came a time where, where God said, you know what, I, I've, I've seen enough of this mess. And there are, there are going to be consequences for, for what you keep doing. So what God did was he allowed the Babylonians come, to come in and conquer them. And the Babylonians took them back. And they were in a thing called the Babylonian captivity. Okay? Sometimes, I don't know about you, but there have been periods of my life where I felt like I was in Babylonian captivity. There have been times of depression and heartache in my life that I just felt like I was oppressed. And the bottom line is, I didn't know what the answer was. I didn't know how to get out from under this mess. I didn't know what to do. Sometimes, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I prayed and I felt like it just hit the ceiling and bounced back and hit me in the head. You know, it just, I, I just couldn't get out from under. All of us are going to have those times. And there's going to be a voice in your head saying, well, you're the only one to deal with these things. Nobody else has these problems. Nobody else has these struggles. I want you to understand something. Everybody here has one struggle or another just like that. Amen. See, the, the thing that's, that the evil one's trying to do is get us isolate and think, well, I'm the only one with these kind of problems. I'm the only one with these kind of heartaches. I'm the only one with these kind of tragedies. I'm the only one. You're not. Every human being has these kind of heartaches and these kind of tragedies. Are you with me there? So I want, to, I want us to make sure we're all together on that. There are just times where we don't understand why we're in the mess we're in. We don't, we don't understand why things happen the way they happen. We, we, we don't understand. But right there, I just want you to remember this. God loves you. 
He always has. He always will. No matter what. And see, that's very important. Because sometimes in the middle of the mess, you really don't have anything else. Nobody really understands. Sometimes my, my wife tries to love me all the time. I said try. But there have been times in our lives where she's just like, I don't understand. You know, and she doesn't. Doesn't mean she doesn't love me. It's just she doesn't, says, I don't understand. I want you to get this. There is one who loves you who does understand. Amen. There is one who loves you who not only has the answer, but is the answer to whatever the situation might be. Amen. Out of Jeremiah 21, I, I, 31, excuse me, I, I, I wanted to read um, just different passages of Scripture in it, and then we'll come back, okay? Uh, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting love. Everlasting love. I want you to get that. He never quits loving you. You may quit loving yourself, you know, and sometimes you might even quit loving your mama. But the bottom line is God loves you no matter what. I have, draw, I have drawn you with an unfailing kindness. I will build you up again. Now, they, remember, he's talking to a group of people that are in slavery. He's talking to a group of people that, of their own doing, were in Babylonian captivity, being traded very poorly. Okay? But I will build, I, I, I will build you up again, and you, virgin Israel, will be rebuilt. Again, you will take up your timbrels and go out to dance with the joyful. For the Lord will deliver Jacob and redeem them from the hand of those stronger than they. Boy, I need to hear that. When you're down, when you're frustrated, when you're depressed, when your heart is just broken, when you just feel like there is no up, isn't it good to know that there is one that can defeat whatever is oppressing you? Is it good to know there is one that can conquer whatever is keeping you down? There is one that, that no matter what the heartache is, he can bind up your wounds and he can love you to health. Amen? I just think that's so important. They will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. And the grain, the new wine, and the olive oil, the young of the flocks and herds, they will be like a well-watered garden. They will sorrow no more. Cool. Then young women will dance and be glad. I'm glad that's not old man because I'm not too good at that dancing stuff. <laughs> young men and old as well. I will turn mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with an abundance. And my people will be filled with my bounty, declares the Lord. I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Just as I watched over them to uproot and tear down and to overthrow, destroy and bring disaster. So I will watch over them to build and to plant, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel and us today. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I wish I had a couple hours to get into that, man. Man, you don't need some Bible scholar to teach you about God. 
You know, you don't need me on Sunday. You can get in the Word and you can figure this out by God's Holy Spirit on your own. You know, he will lead you. He will guide you. Everybody comes and says, well, pastor, you know, I don't understand it the way you do. I hope not. I've been studying this since since I was in my mama's womb, you know, but that's not the point. The bottom line is, here's what you need to understand. You will understand the word of God and you will understand of God and who God is and how much he loves you and what he wants to do in your life exactly at the time you need to understand it and not before. I didn't say that very clearly. That's something new, isn't it? When you need to understand what you need to understand, God will help you to understand it. Don't don't sit around fret and say, oh, I don't know every verse in the Bible, neither do I. I don't know everything about theology, neither do I. I don't don't understand. Quit, quit, quit. You will understand what you need to understand when you need to understand it. Amen? Amen? So very important. Oops, too quick. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. Now I'm going to sing, I'm going to, I'm not going to sing that. I'm going I'm to say that again. And I think everybody ought to say, praise the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. I, I, I just think that's a wonderful passage of Scripture. Because I got enough sins. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? You know? The whole valley where dead bodies and ashes are thrown. All, and all the terraces out of the Kidron Valley. On the east, as far as the corner of the horse gate, will be holy to the Lord. The city will never again be uprooted or demolished. Pastor, what are you getting at? Folks, please listen for a second. I think our country and our world is in deep, deep trouble. If you read the Old Testament and how the Israelites got into this captivity, and this mess they are in, it's almost side by side exactly what's happening in our country and our world. Everybody wants God to do something extraordinary and special for them, but very few want to make Him first and foremost in their lives. We want to worship other gods, and we don't want God to be upset about it. We want to make other people or other things more important than God. We want to make our children or our grandchildren. That's a great one for me because I, I love my grandchildren. I, I love being pop-pop. I really do. But I can't put my grandchildren before God. God Almighty needs to be first. No matter how convenient or comfortable it may be. And I'm going to be honest. I fear for our country. We can blame the kooks in Washington if we want. And believe you me, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. It's kooked them down there. It really is. All of them. Every one of them. Okay? And if we're not careful, we're going to let kookdom and the media lead us down a path 
that our country is going to be in trouble. It would almost be nonsensical if God doesn't judge our country after he judged Sodom and Gomorrah and Israel for what they did at this time. Are you listening to me? We're in trouble. Let me help you with something. If the people of God don't step up and be the people of God, we can't wait on politicians. Politicians are all politicians, amen? You know, that's just who they are. They don't know any different. They can't do any different. They're not going to lead us anywhere. But if the people of God don't step up and say, you know what? I'm going to do it different. I'm going to be different. I'm going to think different. I'm going to love different. I'm absolutely going to treat my neighbor like I want to be treated. I'm not going to say things about other people that I wouldn't want said about me. I'm not going to be like these politicians that can do nothing but eat each other alive. I'm not going to let this be a part of my life. I'm going to lead my world to the love and the grace and the holiness and the glory of God Almighty. We need that, folks. We need that. You need that. That's who you were created to be. That's what you were created to do. That's what, when God came into your life and you were born again, that's exactly who he recreated you to be. Your children and your grandchildren need to see this. They see all the garbage. They hear about all the garbage. They uh, They have the media just like we do. They have all these different dynamics just like we do. They in the schools hear things that they shouldn't hear. They need people in their lives. Are you listening? They need people in their lives who lead them in the love and the holiness and the word of Jesus Christ. Because that's the only hope they have. There is no hope outside of that. There is no hope outside of that. But here's the cool part. No matter who you've been, no matter where you are, because God loves you, Always has, always will, no matter what, there is hope. Because if you will allow him to invest his love and his holiness and his word and his spirit in your life, you can become that person. You can lead your children. You can lead those people in your home that do not know him. You can lead that neighbor that's a jerk. Anybody got a jerk? You you can lead those people that just, they're just, they're just crazy and they're just mean. You can lead those people. You don't have to act just like them. You understand what I'm saying? We don't have to act like these people in Washington that have nothing good to say about each other. Nothing. You know, if my son said about his friends or or people in his class the things that those guys say about each other, I would have spanked him. Amen? Amen. And yet we let this stuff go on like no no big deal. Folks, this is destroying the fabric of our country. This is destroying the fabric of our world. And we just sit there And allow it to happen. Isn't it time for we who have the hope to step up? Isn't it time 
for we who have the hope to stand up. Isn't it time for we who have the hope to stand up and say, no, no more. Not in my presence, not in my world. I'm not, out, I'm not about hate. I'm not about negativity. I'm not about things that are gonna tear somebody else up or tear somebody else down. I'm not about that. That's not what I'm going to do. What I am going to do is I am going to live my life by the power of God in such a way that I lead those around me to something much greater, something much more eternal, something much more holy, something that actually will edify their lives. Amen? This is so important. This is so important. It really, really is. It's important for us to get what we've read in God's word today. No matter where we're at, even if we're in Babylonian captivity or depression or heartache or bitterness or anger or whatever, the love of God can set you free. The love of God can heal your mind and your heart and your soul. Amen? The love of God can absolutely do something in your life that you could never begin to do for yourself. Amen? Kids, we're going to end with prayer today. And I don't know where you are. That's between you and God. But there comes a time where you got to say, you know what? I don't want to go down this path anymore. I'm tired of being frustrated all the time. I'm tired of being depressed all the time. I'm I'm tired of being bitter at other people all the time. I'm tired of making all the excuses for some of the things I say and some of the things I do. Enough. Enough. This morning, I'm going to allow the love and grace of Jesus Christ to so integrate himself in my mind and my heart and my life that he can change me from the inside out. Why run around bitter? We've all been hurt. Anybody here never had a friend or somebody stick a knife in your back? I think we all have. Amen? It's just, that's life, you know? Anybody here ever been disappointed because you didn't get what you wanted? Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much all of us. Um, that's, just, that's just the way it is. But right at that point, you have a choice. And that is, you don't have to let that live your You can make a decision this morning that by the grace of God, I'm going to allow God to heal me in such a way that that garbage doesn't dominate or control me anymore. Let's all stand. We're just going to sing a song, and then we're going to have a word of prayer. If you'd like to pray at these altars, they're here for you. If you need anything, you're just here, we're here for you. But the bottom line is, just ask yourself, am I allowing the love of God to do in my life what he wants to do?